listening to a Sharesies podcast. Today on Recap, Air New Zealand's full year results reflect the reality of the pandemic and border restrictions. The Qantas CEO describes trading conditions as diabolical. And A2 Milk's challenging year sees its profits take a plunge. It's Thursday the 26th of August and you're listening to Recap. I'm Joe Say. And I'm Alice. We both work at Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. We are here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so that you can be a more informed investor in around about 10 minutes. But before we get started, please listen to this very important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Look, before we get uh, cracking on it, uh, let's just do a quick lockdown check-in as we like to do. Alice, how was your day? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, can't say I've really been up to much. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm still yet yep. to go for my daily walk. Yes. Probably the highlight was actually um, I tuned into Lunch Money today with uh, three EOs here at Shearsies, Um and it was a bit of a Q&A, which that was really good to listen to. Yep, yep, they were really good. Lots of people uh, watching and listening and uh, asking questions, which is always awesome. Um, and if you don't yeah. know what Lunch Money it is, it's our uh, kind of weekly uh, webinar, which also gets turned into a podcast as well. So check it out. Do a search. Lunch Money. Sharesies. That's all you need yeah, to Yeah, there were heaps of questions being asked today. Yeah, people um, were really into it. What's been your highlight? Oh, uh, well, uh, two things. I, um, I made an excellent uh, breakfast this morning. I had a very, very dense uh, vegan toast. Uh-huh. Marmite on that with lots of butter, of course. Okay. And then, ah, oh, there goes my flat message. I forgot to turn off. Oh, oh my God. You've just triggered like a lot of people listening. I know. That's me, not you guys out there. So it's my <laughs> slack messages, which I have now completely turned off. But uh, so toast with uh, marmite on it. And then um, you put pesto in the pan, chuck Ooh, some eggs nice. on top of that, fry them up, put a little bit of cheese, a little bit of noble cheese on top before it's finished, slap it yeah. on, the, on the bread, and you got yourself a little breakfast party. I do like noble cheese. Yeah, it's nice, eh? And then the other uh, yeah. highlight was my partner forcing me um, very nicely, and I appreciate it to get off, get out, get up, get up from my chair. So I've been working all day and uh, doing a seven-minute uh, YouTube workout. Still step oh, nice. workout, so that was good. And I felt a lot better after that. So um, keep moving, people. That's my tip. But let's turn to the news. What's been happening locally today, Alice? Yeah, well, it's been a big day, um, lots of financial results coming out in New Zealand, and yeah. one of them was Air New Zealand. They released their full-year results for the year ended June, which means it's their first full year reflecting the impacts of the pandemic and a year's worth of border restrictions. Right, so what happened? Well, their total revenue almost halved. It fell 48% from last year due to international flying uh, being significantly reduced and ongoing border restrictions. 
Uh, now, it could have been worse, but something that they that Air New Zealand said helps support their revenue during the year uh, were air freight support schemes from the New Zealand and Australian governments. Uh, now, they also said that their domestic business had rebounded and performed strongly, um, with their domestic flight capacity in the last quarter being almost back to pre-COVID levels. Mm, and how did that all flow down to their profit? Yeah, so Air New Zealand made a net loss after tax of $289 million. This was an improvement on the $454 million loss after tax that uh, they made last year. And what did uh, Air New Zealand have to say about all these results? Well, their chair, uh, Dame Therese Walsh, she said that the 2021 financial result reflected a year of reality in which the airline was unable to fly two-thirds of its passenger network. Uh, So she said that in a severely constrained environment, Air New Zealand maintained cost discipline and it focused on delivering with excellence in the parts of the business that it could control. Now, uh, Air New Zealand CEO Greg Foran, he echoed these comments. He said that the airline played the hand that it was dealt and kept flying kept planes flying every day. Mm. Yeah, I I remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about how Air New Zealand has been planning on doing a capital raise, uh, but they were delaying those plans because of the uh, trans-Tasman bubble closing. Were there any more updates on that? Yeah, so as a refresh, that announcement early in the month said that they'd been planning on doing a capital raise in September this year, but that was being pushed back to um, somewhere between January and March next year, if possible. So they reiterated that message in today's announcement, uh, but they reassured um, people that they do have sufficient access to cash if they need it. So they've got a loan facility, as they call it, from the government. Um, They've currently taken out $350 million worth in loans from this facility and it still has just over a billion dollars left that they can um, take out as loans if they need it. Now they did say that they expect to do this in coming months. Mm. Did they say anything about the current lockdown and the year ahead? Uh, Yeah, so they said that the latest nationwide lockdown is meant to have a significant financial impact on the company's performance. So bearing in mind that they aren't included um, in the financial results released today. Um, But given the uncertainty of this lockdown, along with uh, ongoing international travel restrictions, they haven't provided any earnings guidance for the 2022 financial year. Mm. Is there anything else to note from today's announcement? Yeah, one more thing. Air New Zealand won't be paying a dividend uh, given the continued financial pressures on the company. Um, So Air New Zealand said that they don't expect to start paying a dividend again until the company's profit and debt levels have recovered from this uncertain time. So that's Air New Zealand, but I'm wondering how their immediate competitor did over in Australia. Yeah, so uh, Qantas also posted its yearly financials today and it was a a, a similar picture. The airline revealed a before-tax loss of 2.3 billion Australian dollars and revenue fell 58% compared to 2020. And did the CEO really describe conditions as diabolical? Uh, He certainly did. Alan Joyce did not beat around the bush. He pointed to the more than 330 days of domestic travel restrictions and the full year of closed international borders as reasons for the losses. He also said that it's likely that COVID will cost the company 20 billion Australian dollars by the end of the year. Well, so it probably doesn't need to be said, but I assume they won't be paying a dividend to shareholders this year like Air New Zealand? I can confirm that they will not. 
All right. And and did they say anything about the future? Like how are they looking to get back into the black or the profit um, as, as we call it in um, financial lingo? Oh, good old financial lingo. Well, the company's looking at those national and international vaccination rates. That's kind of what they're pinning everything on. It's optimistic that Australia uh, will hit 70% vaccination in November, which is the target uh, set by the government, which would mean that the internal borders would open. After that, the plan is that international travel would open gradually once 80% vaccination is reached, uh, the target for that being somewhere in December. So presumably there'd be some restrictions on what country they'd be able to fly to. Mm. Like each country would have to have pretty high vaccination rates, right? Uh, yeah, they wouldn't start flying to countries that aren't COVID safe. Uh, and by that we mean sort of countries with low vaccination but high transmission rates of COVID until April next year or so they said. And this is all going to happen gradually, step by step. It's probably good to remember that. So they expect to be flying at 38% capacity in September, 52% uh, in December, and not only really reaching over 100% uh, sometime in the first, time, first half of next year. All right, and was there any other news from these results today? Uh, yeah, there was one thing to note. So thousands of uh, Qantas workers have been stood down so far because of the pandemic. And after the announcement today, the Transport Workers Union um, re-upped a call for the Australian government to take an equity stake in Qantas. So the argument is, uh, from, from the union and from others, that the airlines received $1.2 billion in support last year from the government. Uh, so the government should seek to gain a controlling interest in the company and also seek to return a, a, you know, to seek a return for taxpayers, basically. But the government's pretty firm on this. Uh, last year, the Deputy Prime Minister, Michael McCormick, said they didn't want to nationalise the airline. And Alice, I saw another big headline in the New Zealand market today. What's been happening there? Yeah, A2 Milk also released their financial results today for their full year. Uh, and it seems as though their word of choice to describe this past year uh, is challenging. So guess how many times the word challenge or challenging appeared oh. in their results today? Um, I would guess uh, just to add a punt at it, uh, 16, 16 times. Well, you'd be close. Yes. So, so 17 times across their 11 pages in the commentary document that they released um, about their results. But then I also counted another 42 times in their annual report. That, that is a lot of challenge and challenging. So what happened? Uh, well, their revenue fell 30% for the year to $1.2 billion. Uh, now, their net profit, that fell 79% to just under $81 million. Uh, now, they have all, they had already signalled to investors that these results today weren't going to be their greatest to date. Uh, they'd downgraded or revised downwards their revenue and earnings guidance several times during the year. Um, so today's results did fall within the ranges that they pr last provided in May. And why was that the case? Well, there's quite a lot going on with the company and many variables with their different products and markets. But the two broader themes that they've put this performance down to is first, unprecedented levels of uncertainty and volatility due to the lasting impact of COVID. Now, A2 said that cross-border trade has been significantly disrupted, and this has led to supply channel troubles. Uh, now, this is particularly in the Daegu or the reseller channel um, that it uses, along with e-commerce channels. And what was the second reason? Now, the second reason that they said um, is the China market growth reduced significantly from globally high rates to be basically flat. Uh, so overall, 
they said the infant nutrition market in China actually decreased in financial year 21, driven by a significant reduction in birth rates. Mm. So pulling that all together, what result did that have on the company? Yeah, so they said it created substantial demand and supply volatility, which caused material excess inventory issues. Now, let's break down what that means. So you've essentially got a company that's manufacturing a product, uh, presumably based on some forecast of what they need to meet demand. Mm. But then they experience lower demand than expected. And on top of that, they've got trouble getting their product to shelves. So what's the result? Well, A2 Milk wrote off $108 million worth of inventory during the year. Right. So so uh, what's A2 Milk done in response to all these challenges? Well, they said that as a response, the company has taken significant action, uh, particularly in this last financial quarter. So some actions they highlighted include addressing the excess inventory issues, uh, rebuilding the management team, reviewing the company's strategy and investing in their brand to help drive demand. Now, one other thing they did say is that they have a strong balance sheet. So they noted that they do have um, $875 million of cash sitting in their bank account. Right. So what's the year looking uh, like for A2 Milk ahead? Now, A2 Milk said that those actions have put the company in a far better position now than what it uh, would have been otherwise. But they did say that the outlook for the next financial year, um, FY22, remains challenging and uncertain and it will take time for the company to recover. And what about investor reaction to, 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 to today's results? Well, the market uh, didn't seem to perceive these results as good, as good news. Uh, at the time of recording, A2 Milk's share price uh, was down about 8% today. Uh, that was making it the biggest decliner on the New Zealand market. Thank you very much, Alice. And that was Recap for Thursday, the 26th of August. Thank you very much for listening. I'm sorry my Slack was still turned on. And even after I thought it turned off, it was still (laughs) kept on going. So apologies for that. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. But we'll be back tomorrow for Casual Friday. I love Casual Fridays. Have a great evening. Yeah, see you then. Bye, guys.